previously on Describe Your Kill. Who sent you? If I tell you I'm good as dead anyway. Wilhelm finishes her off. What, you kill her? Yeah. The boss's name is, is Varnev. Varnev the Butcher. You're going to search the fresh dead corpse? Oh, I need healing, please. Let's go and get a beer. I did what I did, but I was not in control. A hammer is a very useful tool, but you cannot use it to build a house of cards. Our heroes got tattoos. You know, I got it so it's shaped like my mum's skull. His whole body is just covered with healing burns. I'm sure you know that beans tend to have horns. I do know that. That's specifically why I want this tattoo. Do like a good sausage down again. Well, if it isn't time for another episode of Describe Your Kill. Hello, everyone. Craig here to introduce this week's session. It's Tuesday night here in a rainy Norfolk, the night before this very episode goes out to the world. Talking of the world, feeling a little bit emotional because I had a little look at the numbers and the number of people who are tuning in week in and week out every episode from all over the fucking world genuinely brings a little tear to these old eyes of mine. A community might be small, but trust me when I say we are just getting started. If you are listening on Apple, Spotify or Podcast Addict, wherever really, but they're the big three, then please just take a minute or two to leave us a review, preferably five stars, few little words. It helps us so much in bringing new listeners or hop on the Discord, say hi, chat with all the crew and some other fans we've got on there. All those links are at describeyourkill.com. Enough from me. Here's episode six of The Death of Destiny. I heard it through the equine. Hello and good evening, gentlemen. Good, good evening. evening. How's everyone doing? All good, thank you. How are you? Good. Feeling good tonight. I'm feeling pumped. I think we're going to have a good episode of moving the story forwards. Yeah. Wishful the thinking. success that was last week. Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> agree. <with you. laughs> Let it not be said that we don't give the listeners at what least... What they want. Well, we don't know Mild what they want yet, What they need. <laughs> we are... So for the listeners, this will be funny when we listen back to it, but we are one week today from releasing episode one to the general public. So we'll have six in the can. <laughs> but of course, six weeks, uh, seven, well, it'll be seven weeks from today. How close is that to Christmas? I like, think about that. About, I'd, I'd say probably about six weeks or so. One, two, three, four. No. We are well into November. Four weeks, yeah. So I'm not going to talk about Christmas because we're not there yet. But, um, <laughs> So before we dive in this evening, I thought I'd just go round the table again and just see what people are playing. We'd mentioned quite a bit of Baldur's Gate 3 in both Session Zeros, which again are on our website, describeyourkill.com, or in the first episodes, we talked a lot about Baldur's Gate 3. I'm going to go around the table and just see what people are playing, and I'm going to start this evening with Camone. That's a new one. Right, so I've been been getting really heavily into Dark Souls 3. Um 
I've just... Dark Souls? Are you a Dark Souls guy? I have more. If you go to Kimon's bit on the website, it uh, explicitly <laughs> says in his bio that he is a Dark Souls aficionado. Which everyone then, has read. It. They've done the mandatory <laughs> homework before listening to the podcast. Matty, I also describeyourkill.com. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I've not. I, read, I'll be honest. I've not read it, so I don't know what it says. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I have way more hours in Dark Souls than I am comfortable with sharing with you guys. But um, in specifically three or all from software games. All from soft games, but specifically Dark Souls three even more really? so. Really? Yeah. I'm uh, sure there's a lot of people listening and going, "Well, that's that's stupid," because it's clearly the worst one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those people, and those people, I say. Fuck you too. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, half an hour before we before we uh, got into this call, I've started a new run actually. And okay. Yeah, it's, it's, new game uh, plus thirty-eight or something. No, or? no, no, a new a new run. Uh, level one fist only. It's been it's been fun so far. Uh, fist only. <laughs> I yeah, saw a video I like, called that like, last night, but <laughs> it's German as well. <laughs> 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 that was a bit too much of laugh at Craig. I think we t- <laughs> I think Jason touched a little bit there. <sighs> they, they, they got too personal for Craig. So yeah. fist only run for Kamon. The Dark Souls three. <laughs> well, I think that's a very solid answer. Uh, let's let's go to Jason. I've not had as much time as I would like to recently. Busy with various bits and pieces, but I have been making use of the Steam Deck I recently purchased. Um, and I've actually been using it to emulate, and I've been playing the classic Burnout 3 takedown. Have you? An ideal game for being on, on the move and just, you know, picking it up, having a quick blast through for, you know, 20 minutes and then putting it back down, getting on with something and coming back into it. One oh, of the best a, games yeah. of the PS2 era. Absolutely still game. holds up today. Really, really good game. Is that the one where you have to do traffic collisions and you yes. have to bust through and there's intersections and stuff? Yeah, that's the one. Um, absolute banger of a soundtrack as well. Nice. Absolute banger of a soundtrack. Is it? Is it any Need for Speed 2, though, underground? Do you know what? I've never got into the oh, Need for Speed man. games. Controversial take, but yeah, never. they've never that done it for me. Banging tunes. Burnout, was that Burnout 3, did you say? Yeah. And how is the Steam Deck? Because I've seen them, they look massive are they as big as the kind of reports say they're they're not too bad um they are lighter than they look definitely it's definitely something you could quite comfortably you know sit on a i don't know on a tube or on a bus or something like that use it for half an hour three quarters of an hour or so without like feeling like your arms are going to drop off whether i'd want to sit in that position using it for four or five hours like the entire length of a battery charge maybe not quite so sure is it the sort of size that if you did get out on a plane or a bus, people are going to look at you in a slightly funny way? Is it sort of imposingly no, big? No, I'd say it's it, it's fine, but it's probably sort of pushing the limit of fine. If it was much bigger, you'd you'd be approaching dickhead territory. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's it's just about all right. It's just sort of a if if you think of the, the old and I'm going to show my age now, the Game Gear. Yes. You know, it, it's probably it's probably slightly just a longer version of that. But I have not... no idea what that is. Neither yeah. do I. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking liars. <laughs> fucking kids these days. 
I mean, my friend had a Game Gear on the bus when we'd gone on school trips, and God, I wanted one so badly. Yeah. So badly did I want a Game Gear because you Sonic on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I mean, the battery life must battery have been literal minutes. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. 30 minutes. Cool. All right, so Jason's on Steam Deck and Burnout. Chris? Uh, I'm on a game called Lonely Mountains Downhill. I know um, it. Yes. It's, it's very addictive, very frustrating, just taking each little thing at a time. I'm also playing Phoenix Wright, the trilogy. Uh, Objection. I just got that on Game Pass as well. Yeah. Objection. Yeah, I saw it. Objection. Is it any and good? I've heard. I know what is, they are, but I've never played one. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Detective work. There's humour it in there as well. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, does no, it? <laughs> no. I've only. I think I've only ever played the first one. So I'm gonna play play through it. All, and then there's obviously two and three in there as well. And nice. that's about it. Apex Legends as well. Uh, Standard. A competitive yeah. shooter. Do you feel like every year you get older and you play Apex, you you slowly realise that your skills are dropping and <laughs> your reactions are slowing down? Well, I haven't made it past bronze. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can say my, mine have been dipping for years. There's a reason I, I, about 10 years ago, just gave up and started playing support classes in games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I tried no, to download so- Starfield, but it, for some reason my PC just would not run it. Properly. I think the less the less said about Starfield, the better. <laughs> we irritate everyone who's listening. But my God, what a dull start! So, I was just, some, someone, yeah, someone expressed a strong opinion about Starfield. That will definitely get some engagement. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> put that on the Reddit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Starfield we'll just cut is overrated. Two different versions of this podcast. Yeah, one person, <laughs> I think it's the best game ever. <laughs> I think it's a bin fire of a game. Yeah. 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 AB test it. That's the marketing. Yeah. Like the Ghostbusters movie. They did two, pretty much two full versions of that, I think. And then, uh, yeah, because they weren't allowed to use the Ghostbusters name. So they used, I think it, I can't remember what the other name was, but they recorded almost two entire films with different signage on the Ghostbusters tower. And there's that scene where they're all outside cheering Ghostbusters, but they had to cheer something else. And I think we got through it. And the directors in the end was just like, well, this is costing too much money. We cannot keep recording two lots of the same thing. It would just be cheaper to pay for the license. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they just went, well, we will ask forgiveness rather than permission, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Always a good uh, approach with IP law. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ask Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Famously Don't say recent. that word, Kamone. Shit. That's so great. You've just cost us 10 grand. Oh, we're going to get sued now. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's on me. Leap Come it, on. Leave it. it. <laughs> just ask. <laughs> what word? Just, just no one mention Bowser and we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, you're just Fuck. Oh, no. Matty, what are you playing? I have dived back into Cyberpunk 2077 since patch 2.0 came out. Oh. Uh, I'm not playing Phantom Liberty just yet because I started a new save and... All of the bugs I had experienced originally seem to have been cleared up. Uh, there's a load of really big changes that have been made. And because I am I was quite forgiving of everything anyway, because I really love the universe that it's set in. I played a lot of Cyberpunk Red um, with my group. I ran those sessions, TTRPG. And yeah. What group? Feels... Who are these people? Oh, you know. Other uh, people. They, they go to another school. <laughs> <laughs> you Tabletop um, slut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Noting this um, down. This was, it was years ago. It doesn't mean anything. 
um, yeah, but it's it's really good. Um, yeah, they've made a lot of really I've heard brilliant things about it. I've heard that if you've never played it, which I haven't, now is the time. I think, so, especially, yeah. I, I haven't played Phantom Liberty yet, the expansion, um, but like Idris Elba's in it. Uh, it's got really, really great reviews and uh, just seems to be everything that was originally promised. And I think that, yeah, you can really see they've put a lot of work into it. So, yeah, I think if anyone hasn't checked it out, do. Now's the time. So I want to talk about a little game on Game Pass that came out last week called Cocoon. Has anyone I seen you'd that? I have been playing that. Oh, I have seen it, yes. If you it's have by Game the Limbo Pass, Maker, isn't it? It is by the the Limbo, Limbo and Inside Maker. I can't remember his name right now, but it is brilliant. Simple. There is one button in the entire game, which is to interact, or well, that's it actually to interact. It's a little puzzle game. I think it took me about four to five hours, and it's really satisfying because the puzzles are still hard enough to make you think. Okay, I can, I can kind of see what I need to do here, but there's no like superfluous. What, what if I put this here and nothing happens? It kind of removes all of that. So check it out, Cocoon. Very nice. And they are the sponsors of today's episode. <laughs> Go to cocoon.co. No, they're not. No calls yet. All right, gentlemen, do you want to play some Pathfinder? Oh, yeah. I want to play Cocoon there. Yes, we do. Uh, oh, and Cocoon, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're here to do, is to actually yeah. play the game of Pathfinder. <laughs> Cocoon.com, by the way, is a, um employee uh, holiday software, so uh, may- maybe just... <laughs> I'm disappointed and it's not all reference your to, the, uh, to the film. Yeah. <laughs> they suddenly get oh, massive three hits to their website. That they haven't had <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Thank you. So we finished last week's session in back in... The familiar home of Arhan Benimaya and Kraken's Ink Tattoo. It is a shop, yeah. Does he live there as well? No, it's his business home. Business home? Oh, his business home, yeah. I'll ask him not to interrupt me (laughs) during the week. well-known term. There's there's no bed. I'll see you later, dear. I'm just off to the business home. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you call it, but in uh, Absalom we call it a business home. (laughs) 30 seconds in. Off the rails. Don't act like you didn't start. (laughs) (laughs) So you are in Arhan's business home of Kraken's Ink (laughs) Tattoo, (laughs) where three of our four party members had tattoos applied to their bodies. Aaron and Malachi went for an enveloping light tattoo, greater. And of course, Wilhelm Krongard, our tiefling fighter, got his hands or his body on a fiend warding tattoo finally of course the main takeaway is that when Arhan was speaking to you and I think there's some fantastic roleplay bits in that room guys where we kind of learned a little bit more about our characters and Arhan basically revealed to you something he'd remembered with regards to the location of Diral Merniz who is of course the elven owner of the Harrow Barrow that you are trying to find and locate Within Absalom's Grand Bazaar, he pulled down a book, flicked through it, and he offered the information that Dral had once remarked that one of the images reminded him of a sign above a safe place he knows, and it is where he would go if he were ever in trouble. And once Arhan finds the image, he shows it to you, and it's the image of a stylized horse in profile. 
Arhan, of course, also had had a little chat with Lubin and said, look, you guys seem okay, but I'm not quite sure about you. So I'm going to say the time is about midday, because of course you all arrived here shortly after breakfast, but three of you have had tattoos and sessions with Arhan. Arhan is now busying himself with the day-to-day of Reckons Inc., as is Nara, as is Apple. Over to you. Have we discussed this yet? No. No, he's shown you this image. Yeah, everybody. Stylized horse. Yeah, 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 absolutely everybody. But yeah, that's that's it. And he's um, maybe I should have closed it off better, but he kind of apologizes that it's not much, but he hopes the clue is helpful and, and bids you good day as uh, customers begin ri- arriving. So I'd say we'll leave the leave the shop. Okay, so we'll assume you all kind of step away at least from the vicinity of Kraken's Inc. Lupin has uh, sort of spent plenty of time in in the area. Is would would he have any any potential recollection as to where that horse may have come from? Is is it a known logo? Is it something he'd be able to run a check on? It was less of a logo and more. Bearing in mind, it was a book of tattoos and artwork. Yeah, yeah. It was very much just a horse in profile. <clears throat> you can certainly roll a secret. You can very secret. Yeah. <laughs> very very secret. <laughs> You can certainly roll a secret society check to see if you might be able to tie that to something else or if you have something relevant. Shall law wise. Very secretive well. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Good job I don't have an actual speech impediment. <laughs> you think hard on the picture you've seen, Lupin, and you think maybe it's ringing a bell, but. It just kind of evades you at the last moment. So no, it's not something you can put two and two together. Now, before we search the whole city for this for this logo, why would we assume that Dirav is in trouble and would be there? Well, we're, we're not so much <clears throat> assuming he's in trouble as uh, searching a potential location where there we may be able to find someone who who may know him or recognize him or. Simply be able to, I don't know, maybe he's left a treasure map with an X on the end of it. It's the best clue we've got right now. Understandable. Is there like an equestrian district in the city or, <laughs> or like, you know, state, you know, like a state, yeah, like, a, yeah, horse quarter, <laughs> a stomping ground, if you will, you know. It's full of NPCs called Ken, reading books <laughs> about the Patriarchy. Horse Ken. But what about horse? Aaron, if you want to roll a secret society check. Yeah, I can about. try. I think I think Aaron would definitely not know this, not being from Absalom. Um, but I'll try. Yeah, Aaron, it's, it certainly doesn't mean anything to you. You're not from Absalom. It's your first time here in this city. And again, the image is quite vague. It was a horse in profile. There's nothing more than that. I imagine a city as large as this one has to have some sort of stable district don't you think? I, I would imagine it has multiple. Um, we could spend all day searching for every uh, every single location where a horse could possibly be. Uh, hey, we, we, there are parts of the city where uh, perhaps even the, the butcher's clue may be relevant. Uh, we, we, we could also just, and Wilhelm looks around for anyone walking along the street. <laughs> what, he happens to look like a horse? <laughs> no. Uh, is there any... Is there anyone walking the street right now, DM? Many people walking the street. And the Gra- right. Absalom's Grand Bazaar, there are many. 
That's what I thought. Okay, and Wilhelm just says, oh, we could also just, and goes to the nearest person. Ah! E excuse me. Yes. Um, could you... Please don't stab could him. You? Please don't stab him. Why are you angry? <laughs> why, are you, why are you so angry? <laughs> I am not angry. Please let me ask my question. Okay. Stand, take a step back, please. Is there any... And he takes two steps back. Is there any establishment in this, in this city that you know of that shows a horse in, in profile? A horse? <laughs> what, are you, what are you fucking going on about? Is there any sign in this city of an establishment... <laughs> Any any sort of establishment that shows a horse in profile. And he looks to his wife. Who's this fucking idiot? Do and he looks to him and says, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. You, you are in Absalom. I'm busy. I have business to attend to. A horse. Of course there are. It's Absalom. So it's the Grand Bazaar. All right. I was, I was getting concerned that you did not know what a horse is. I, I am relieved. Thank you. He steps have, closer. Have a good day. Do I look like I don't know what a horse is? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The DM might have to clarify what you look like for me to answer that question. <laughs> Is he riding a horse? His wife leans in and says, I told you you looked like you didn't know what a horse was. I told you that. <laughs> you should have worn the other He's, coat. he's wearing a t-shirt with a horse's head and a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you looked like that when we left. Be quiet, woman. Uh, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I really don't have any idea what you're talking about. Yes, there are many places here with horses, but... Honestly, I have to be on my way. I'm sorry. Good day. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. So, <laughs> that, that, that didn't give us any information. I am lost. I don't know what to do now. Well, there's only another, I would say, around 3,000 people walking the streets. We could have this done by uh, hmm, next Thursday if we carry on at this rate. Perhaps a <clears throat> perhaps a more refined and um, subtle technique, maybe to inquire with contacts with whom we are already familiar i don't want to go to eric and ash <laughs> <laughs> well i was going to say we go eric and ash i think he's probably gonna be our best best lead we've got you're 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 good friends with him lupin you had a good chat with him yes as i as i was saying is i i, I believe uh, i believe that may be our be our next best course of action as uh not sure i can handle much more tea either but uh needs must and uh, Malachi starts stomping off to, towards the Historia. And I'm going to assume you all follow Malachi. Yes, <laughs> as he, he does like walking off on his own, that one, doesn't he? <laughs> definitely one of his traits. <laughs> yeah. Malachi definitely thinks he's a leader. That's fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every encounter starts with Malachi like 20 feet in front of the rest yeah. of the party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll bear that in mind. Cannon. So you make your way through the Grand Bazaar, just as a reminder for the listeners... Kraken's Inc. is very close to the Saucy Wench on the west side of town. Historia Reliquary is located quite near to the middle. So after about 30 minutes or so, you find yourselves back at Historia Reliquary. And outside the front, you hear, as you approach, the familiar voice of Erikanesh. Oh, welcome, welcome back. P please, come, 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 come. Wilhelm, Lubin, Malachi, Aaron. They are your names, not mine. May I ask, did you receive the gift I sent you? <clears throat> yes, we did, and it was uh, it was most gratefully received, Eric Anesh. You, uh, as always, are a man of, of truly impeccable tastes. It's, uh, it's wonderful to receive three items, of which only one had even the most tangential use, use to us. Yes, well, such is the nature of the adventure path. Now, 
Malachi, <laughs> let me step forward. Let me let me see it. Ah, fine work. What a cloak indeed. Tell me, have you come back to learn more of Avastani history? Because let me tell you, <laughs> I have a tome that is unrivaled. It is the same one we discussed last time, but I have found <laughs> there is a particular notes at the back of the book in a very small font that might be of interest to you. Would you be willing to step inside? I will, of course, waive the entrance fee. Of course, of course, I reckon. She's, um, I believe Wilhelm himself was expressing deep interest in that. Uh, he, he was actually hoping you could tutor him on some of the finer points of it. Uh, Excellent, Wilhelm. I knew it. I knew when you spoke to me that you had a real keen ear for this. Not like, and he whispers, to, whispers in your ear, not like Aaron. He was slightly confused about the sash of many arms, but it's fine. Right, let us, let us go inside. <laughs> While walking inside, Wilhelm is just staring daggers at Lupin. And <laughs> he's, he's contemplating the second murder. He's, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, actions have consequences, <laughs> Wilhelm. What did we learn? <laughs> and uh, Malachi, Malachi turns to Wilhelm and offers him uh, a cigarette. <laughs> Chill out, mate. I, I'm sorry, the tent is no smoking. Well, where we go? We'll stay outside. <laughs> I think we'll stay outside and have a cigarette. Cigarette, then. Eric, um, if, if I may, um, yes. uh, before before you, I, I do know how you like to get uh, wrapped up in your in your your history. Let um, me just put the do... kettle on. One second. Ah, yes, of course, the kettle. Yes. Yes, of and, course. He puts the kettle on. Uh, <laughs> yes, before you get too wrapped up in your history, I was I was wondering if you might uh, might might pick your your unparalleled knowledge of this uh, this fine city. Oh yes, um, of course. We we are we're continuing to uh, to follow leads on our our mutual friend. Yes, and uh, is is we have we we have some suggestion that he he may have uh, may have been frequenting a, a location. Uh, with, a, with a, a, a relief of the profile of a horse. A horse, you say? Yes, uh, it, it rings it, it rings a bell, but I, I'm afraid the old grey matter's not quite what it used to be. Mm. <sighs> well, Lupin, may I speak plainly? You may. I, I, I would expect nothing less, old friend. Once I have uh, discussed this business with Wilhelm and shown him, of course, it appears he has great interest in everything I say and every word that I speak. Indeed, look at him smiling and nodding. I believe we do have matters of a slightly more serious nature to discuss that might be pertinent to your recent inquiry. Indeed. Well, I, I as I always say, a pleasure before business, and uh, I, I would not wish to uh, wish to delay Wilhelm any further. I can, I can see him practically salivating at the thought of uh, yes, of developing more more of the Avastani people. Right, allow me to pour you some tea. Um, Aaron Lupin, you can possibly go and find Malachi. I don't know where he's gone. He appears to be lost somewhat in the shop. Uh, Wilhelm, I assume you want some tea? Uh, no, thank you. I am quite fine mm, right now. I believe you do want some tea. All right, I, I do want some tea. Yes, excellent. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. tea. Yeah, raising his hand, Charlie in the background, having slightly overheard what Eric and Ash said about him. And he brings some tea over to you, and as you lift your arm to grab it, he notices you wince in pain slightly. Uh, Aaron, is everything okay with your your arm? You appear to be in pain. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm I'm fine. We just had um, we've just had some tattoos done, actually. All of us. Tattoos. Well, most of us. 
Oh, tell me, what did you have? I I got uh, an enveloping light tattoo. It's magical. And uh, six concentric circles. And he kind of slightly pulls back the um, the fabric of his clothing, feeling quite self-conscious not to reveal his burns, but to kind of show the yellow glowing light on his skin. My fine work. I assume this is our hands. Yes, it is. He's very kind. He notices the skin, but maybe a slight little raise of the eyebrows but nothing more very good work right uh help yourselves air on here is your tea lupin malachi please uh don't touch anything <laughs> and he sits Dream. down with you wilhelm and he opens the t- familiar tome that you had last time and he goes into great detail about these footnotes and if you thought last session's chat with him was boring you had no idea about how boring <laughs> this session was going to be. So, Wilhelm, as he's explaining this with you, you he's kind of reaching the end of, spent about an hour with you, and mechanically you can roll that influence check, but you know from your previous discovery checks that if you had spent four hours with him, you can lower that DC to do so. But I will say that he reaches a natural pause at around the hour mark and hand it over to you. V- Wilhelm... Gives a quick glance over to Lupin and pauses for a second, takes a deep breath, turns back to Elkanesh and says, Well, don't stop now. It's just getting interesting. Yes, more tea. I knew it, right? Very good. And he, he looks at Lupin. You have found a truly brilliant companion here. His attention to detail is second to none. And he goes into another three hours <laughs> conversation with you. What are the rest of you doing whilst this is happening, Aaron? I think Aaron is probably trying to wrestle Malachi. There are so many breakable <laughs> objects in this store that he is. No, no. Just let me probably... play. Just let me play the piano. Come on, uh, just let me do we it. Could just go, we could, maybe we could just wait outside while. Uh, we'll <laughs> no, I've got a great little ditty. Ganesh, please, great Malachi, ditty. please. No, come on, there's a loot over there. I can play loot as well. Come on. <laughs> and it's basically that for four hours. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Lupin? There's almost certainly, with, with Lupin's background as a merchant and uh, an appreciator of magical goods, there is almost certainly enough stuff in here to keep Lupin not occupied for days. So he he's just happily browsing and he is picking things up and, and, and turning them over and, and just looking at them probably making a few mental notes for what might come back and uh, see if I can get a deal on that but um, yeah he's he's in Hogs Heaven right now alright brilliant so as Aaron wrestles Malachi around the shop <laughs> ignoring the signs that say please do not touch and uh, the other one says breakables will be charged <laughs> Lupin busies himself whilst Wilhelm takes one for the team and engages in four hours of conversation with Eric and Esch about this book. And as the minutes turn into hours, it eventually ends. This hell on earth for this tiefling ends. <laughs> and he looks at you deep in the eyes and you can see that he's clearly passionate about this. His cheeks are slightly flushed. And he says, Now tell me, Wilhelm. What did you make of that? I certainly realize that you are very passionate about this. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I 
I especially liked the footnotes uh, concerning the Avastani uh, slave trade way back. Yes, the slave trade of the fungal creatures. Yes. 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 <laughs> I know. And it, don't you think it's strange that they had four toes instead of five? I think it's really strange they even had toes at all. Exactly. Yes, especially when they ate them in stew, their own toes. Very well. I think the time has come to roll the influence check. <laughs> can can uh, Wilhelm roll deception for this because he did not pay attention at all? He sort of rem tried to remember one thing in case he gets asked what he liked most. And that's yes. it. Yep, you can absolutely roll deception and you can all give right. yourself a plus two to the check. It's going to be a DC 26. Oh, I got a plus 25 on this. So... <laughs> Let's not fuck this up. Don't uh, fuck it up. That's a natural one. Come on. <laughs> no, that's a natural six for 31. And you successfully... Oh, thank the Lord. ...discuss and pass the influence check with Erekanesh. Good. And even one as passionate as I must take a comfort break at some point. I tell you what, gather around together and, Lupin, I believe the time has come for us to discuss matters of a more serious nature. Would you agree? Indeed, yes. I, I believe uh, if we if we dally too much longer, uh, Malachi may run up a bill to rival even my own. So, Arukanesh, uh, <laughs> do you, you you don't happen to have some sort of magical portable ball pit that we could uh, <laughs> we could acquire for Malachi to keep him occupied in the future? A portable ball pit. Ball pit. Malachi, do you wish to have such an item? Well, if you've got one going. <laughs> I don't, but I, let me tell you this. I will keep an ear out for one. Portable ball pit, yes? It's a yes, I, ideal for the home and the uh, the business home. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely business home Erekanesh has. Have a hero point, Jason. Yes, <laughs> that's good. And he's muttered to himself as he goes to the bathroom. A portable ball pit, what a bloody marvellous idea. Yeah, so speak to <laughs> and he comes back and he's got you kind of all gathered round in his study area and he leans in and says to you now to the matters more serious of course you were here previously yesterday asking about Dral. i was reluctant to share any more information with you i have and i hope you'll excuse this particular statement I visited Klemeth Falk last night. Oh. <laughs> I am a man of discretion, oh, Eric Anesh, really? and uh, you know, as always, there will be no judgment. No, no, not like that. Although she is a fine specimen of a woman. <laughs> so strong, and the thing she can do with that wrench. <laughs> anyway, before we, get, before we get sidetracked for another 30 minutes, I visited Klemeth. I'm not sure if you've seen the increased guard presence in the bazaar today, but it appears that the body of Hadjek has been found, something you uh, neglected to tell me yesterday. I will forgive the indiscretion, I understand. <clears throat> I was unwilling to share, as you may have been unwilling to share with me. You you know me, Eric Nash, is, uh, is I, I know you're a man of impeccable discretion, and uh, I... Trust you would believe me to be of similar character. If we 
neglected to pass information to you. It was only of of concern for bringing you into a situation which uh, you perhaps did not deserve to be in. Well, I appreciate your honesty, Lupin. I spoke with Klemeth because I had some concerns. I knew that they were friends. And so I met with her and she filled me in, shall we say, on the details. Between us, we established that Dewell has been mm, notably absent from the bazaar for the last few certainly days, possibly weeks. It is unusual for the owner of the Harrow Barrow to be so aloof, to be so transient. I would have expected to see him by now. I feel it is time Clem and I pooled our resources to sort of think about when was the last time we saw him to offer you as friends some information that might help in your search. Would you be willing to hear it? I believe I speak for for all of us when I say uh, we would be very interested in hearing it. Is uh, in the interests of full disclosure. Is uh, following our visit yesterday as we ran into some some trouble of our own. It was it was dealt with rather efficiently, but uh, yes, it would appear that uh, that whatever is uh, whatever is happening here is is starting to rack up quite the uh, quite the body count. And I will tell you all that I am not deaf to the troubles of the bazaar. It is my business to know the comings and goings of people. Not only has the death of Hadjak been reported, but there was rumours of a scuffle over towards the saucy wench, where I believe you are staying. Yes, I we heard of similar business as well, and uh, you, can, you can rest assured that uh, it is unlikely that such trouble will be... Uh, be reoccurring anytime soon. He sort of raises his eyebrows and waits for a couple of seconds. Very well. Clem has passed on the following information to me to share with you. You are, of course, welcome back at Reclaimed Paradise. But she asked me to tell you that on thinking about Dural and their conversations, Clem remembered that Dural seemed familiar with some of the specialty repair tools he saw her using. He made a dismissive comment about an abandoned forge that he would go to if he ever got into trouble. Interesting. That potentially ties with uh, some some other information we we've had from a uh, from from a source whose anonymity I will I will protect for obvious reasons. That location may be the same one mentioned to you regards the horse. I suspected the same. I have also a piece of information to share with you, which. I believe may help further. It does not seem a coincidence that these are related. Dural had said on his last visit that he was going to have to take refuge. He believed someone was following him. He felt like his life was in danger. I tell you this now because I feel we have built trust and gained the necessary number of influence points. <laughs> Dural told me that... He would be moving somewhere to the Eastgate district of the city until hmm. things had died down. I dismissed it as mere ramblings of Dural. You know Lupin, he is capable of such fantasies. But knowing what has happened, knowing what you have shown me, cards that you possess, I believe that this information is probably pertinent to your search. It's... Uh... It would certainly appear to be that way. Um, when, when we leave here, we will, we will 
pool our collective uh, minds, but uh, yes. you don't happen to know based on what we have is uh, off the top of your head where this location may be. Just remind me, Lupin or someone, what I have two two pieces of this information, and, and what was the what was the final one? Uh, you mentioned the uh, the forge. Yes, the forge, and of course Eastgate, and uh, yes. you you mentioned something uh, you just recently discovered. The, ho- I... the horse profile. Ah, the profile of the horse. <sighs> let, let me think. Right, so now I'm going to get whoever wants to. You can roll a society check, secret, or anything Absalom law or anything relevant to that. You can aid if you want to. Uh, and Ericanesh will also law. provide a plus two. Mercantile law you can use, but you're not going to get uh, any benefits of that. I have society at the same bonus anyway, so. So I think that over the last four hours, besides chasing Malachi, Aaron's probably been poring over maps or something. Would you say that Erekanesh would have had like maps of Absalom laying around in here? Very much so, yeah. So he's probably just familiarizing himself and being really in awe of the size of the city and looking over. And then as soon as the East Gate is mentioned, he pulls open that section and he's maybe scouring through to see if anything pops up and see if he can aid in the discussions with looking on the maps okay cool so i want you matty to roll a society check separately to see if you can aid so we use that like an aid check i think yeah but that's what i was going with yeah okay i've rolled that okay yes you managed to give a plus one to the check I assume Jason uh, Lupin is going to lead this check. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to lead with it. Malachi, do you have anything to offer? You obviously live in Absalom. I think he would be loosely sort of playing his guitar, but maybe slightly listening into what the conversation is going on about, trying to maybe make a song out of <laughs> what, is, what is going on. Um, yeah. So I've got Bardic Law. That's a thing, isn't it? It is. I'm not sure how relevant that's going to be for this check. I was kind of looking more for something relevant to, say, Absalom law or being from this place. Society would obviously be good. Yeah, I'm plus 11, so we can go with that. I will try to aid. Well, I've heard a bit about around Absalom. I should know a bit. Uh, let me see if I can uh, recall some uh, some knowledge about What's been going on? Yes, Malachi. Apparently a famous bard in these parts. You know it is. And he sings a little ditty about how he... (laughs) I'm a famous bard. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Please. Please please tell me I failed and I give a minus one. You've absolutely failed that check. I'm a famous bard. Like <laughs> <laughs> doing GCSE music all over yeah. again. Oh god! Variations right, so on you... a theme. Variations on a theme. Chris, don't you have a music degree? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. I heard you were famous, Bard. That is quite possibly the shortest song I've ever heard, and I will deign to review it. <laughs> uh, uh, Wilhelm. 
I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> While the sort of conversation is happening, Wilhelm sort of packs his bags and moves to Jelly <laughs> Axe. <laughs> he's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's joining the slave trade he's <laughs> oh god he's going to the Amstardis he's, he's been sold <laughs> I'm saying say hopefully as a product and not a seller we don't know that no um <laughs> Wilhelm is still kind of dazed from his four hour interaction with Eric Kinesh and he goes I'm 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 sorry I I'm still thinking about those mushroom people Ah, yes. The toes, I know. Very well. Uh, Jason, why don't you go ahead and roll me your society check. Give yourself a plus three to the check. Yeah, no worries. That's the roll. Lupin rolls secret society check. Lupin, you are not sure. You uh, rolled very low. Uh, Sorry about that. And right on the tip of my tongue, and I'm afraid Malachi's contribution has... uh, I believe cost me several IQ points. <laughs> he quickly drops musical accompaniment and goes and sits down in the corner. Lupin, allow me. I think I might have a book. And he wanders off to the back of the room and pulls out a large black dusty tome labelled Sights and Sounds of Absalom. And he begins leafing through it. And it's almost as though he ignores you're there. He's flipping and... Mm, yes, yes. A horse, a horse, a horse. <laughs> yes. Ah, I think I have what you might be looking for. And he hands you a book, and there you see an entry for the Stirrup and Barding Forge, located in the Eastgate district of Absalom. And there on the page is an artist's impression of the storefront where you see the large, stylized profile of a horse. <gasps> nice. It would appear we, well, we have our horse. It's an horse, yeah. Despite your terrible society roles, I <laughs> have rescued you once again. As you always do, my friend. Located in the East Gate to the northeast of the city, perhaps you might find some more information there relating to Mr. Murnese. Yes, is uh, we appreciate your time, Eric and Ash. Is uh, we shall we shall bid you adieu. Is is we can perhaps make it there before before nightfall and before Wilhelm pesters you for uh, for further information. Yes, Wilhelm, you are welcome to stay. Of course, you can take supper with me tonight. I believe we're having kippers. Thank you for the offer, but I think I am needed with the group. I will ask you this, having spoken with Clem last night. And noticing the goings-on within the city, I would ask that you are careful. I would ask that you are safe. But I would also ask that you maintain discretion between you and I. As it always was, my friend, and as it shall always be. And uh, on the same note, I'm aware my accent slightly bled over into yours there, and I I do apologize. Yes, it happens. It's the tea. Yes, yes, it does. These accents are are tricky (laughs) things. It's the tea. It's the tea. (laughs) It slows down my vocal cords. It's very unusual stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, is, is I, uh, I would I would bid you bid you adieu, my friend, and uh, ask that you you take the same care as I as I mentioned. We were we were set upon, and, and we have done our best to maintain a modestly low profile. 
Um, but is you'll be aware that uh, a, a merry band of adventurers such as us sometimes attracts attention despite our best efforts. I do. I will be taking uh, a leave of absence for two or three days, just as a precaution. If you wish to find me, you can return after that. I should be visiting my cousin in Taldor. It was uh, it was good to see you, old friend, and I'll look forward to uh, look forward to further further tea in a few days or so. Goodbye. As Malachi walks past, he burps, and you can smell kippers on his breath. <laughs> oh no! What is Have this? you been eating my kippers? <laughs> <laughs> We've I don't know what gold, I don't Goldilocks. Know, don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Goldilocks of the three bards. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been eating my kippers? <laughs> Fuck's sake! Right, I need a drink. <laughs> oh God, a stiff one. <laughs> <laughs> And so Eric Anesh bids you farewell, adieu, goodbye, Alfida saying. That's for you, Kamun. I noticed. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you will leave a thick black fabric curtain of Historia Reliquary and into the Grand Bazaar. You are now outside. What do you do? Wilhelm immediately turns to Lupin and says, If you ever do that shit again, <laughs> we're going to have a problem. Listen, Lupin, I, I, I respect you. I, I, I have trust in your leadership in this. But please do not make me talk to that man again for four hours straight. <laughs> uh, Wilhelm, my friend, is uh, every day is a learning experience for all of us. And I believe today you learned the challenges when a member of the group makes a decision for the rest of the group. <laughs> Wilhelm sort of looks at him for a few seconds and then just sort of smiles and and <laughs> keeps it at that. Yeah. What's Malachi doing? Lighting up again to get the smell of the kippers off his breath. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think if you if you go punish us, Lupin, I think we can do it in a bit of a shorter time, you know, like four hours with that no, weird no, no. over there. Like, yeah, we killed someone, but he didn't need that. There was no, no, no. You you misunderstand me. Okay, is, is there wasn't there was no punishment. There were no untoward motives. Is there, if you when you've known Eric and Ash as long as I have, you'll know that there are certain ways to uh, to get him to speak. And sometimes one of the ways to get him to speak about the topic you want to talk about is to let him talk about the topic he wants to talk about at extreme length. And uh, Aaron took one for the team last week. I've been taking one for the team for the past twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect, Malachi, I, I wouldn't wish to uh, inflict that on Eric Anesh. He's a dear friend. It was Wilhelm by matter of uh, process of elimination. Uh, I would say that um, four hours of punishment was being left to babysit Malachi around the shop. But... <laughs> uh, we had fun, Aaron. Lupin, I understand that, you, that, that, that there is a certain uh, tension between us since last night. But I truly meant what I said, and I hope you will come to understand that I am truly trying to contribute here. And contribute you did remarkably, my friend. And Lupin smiles and, and pats him on the back. Well, shall we get a Jimmy on then? A what? Well, I, uh, I'm. let's get on our horses and go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
that's not very yes and come on <laughs> so that was a no and <laughs> i i really have no idea what that means <laughs> might as well ask in character <laughs> i'm from chelyax i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> So you're now outside. Kimon has told off Lupin for subjecting him to this. You now have the location of a place in the East Gate district of Absalom. Malachi, you would probably know that this is a good hour or so's walk, maybe two, to get there. Finding the exact location would obviously require some knowledge to get there. But you are looking for a place, if you're indeed looking for DRAL, called Stirrup and Barding. Yes, I'd expect that we'd be going pretty much straight there. I, I, I don't think we've, we've discussed that, but I, I feel that would be that that would be pretty much the unspoken yeah. thing: yeah. Is, is get there straight away. Is the day is obviously getting on. Yes. So, so I, I think we'd yeah, probably like go. to be there before nightfall, if at all possible. We have to walk our bard. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> have, have we got him muzzled? We have. Yeah. It's not allowed off the leash in the Puddles <laughs> District. Yeah. Wherever we're going, the Eastgate. It's better for everyone. He's still got music and, musical accompaniment up, don't worry. <laughs> it's got a little harmonica in there. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have a bag in case he needs to relieve himself? <laughs> it's not the bard, it's the owner. <laughs> Does anyone have a bag of plumbing in their inventory? <laughs> right, God. where are we going? Come on. Aaron, Wilhelm, and Lupin walk their bard through the streets <laughs> of the Grand Bazaar and eventually end up in the East Gate district of Absalom. I'm going to assume you ask around, potentially asking people where this stirrup and barding location is, potentially using various methods of stealth or deception to try and hide your true intentions. And eventually you approach. And you see one part stable and one part blacksmith shop, this forlorn stone and thatch building has the words stirrup and barding painted above a picture of an armoured horse facing the street. The massive chimney rising from the structure emits no smoke and lists a bit to the side as though in danger of collapse. The windows are shuttered and weeds fill the small corral to the side and behind the building. You also see next to the main structure a wide and weedy paddock with a sturdy wooden fence and a gate to the main road. A single donkey lazily chews the weeds within. Are you ready for the new map? Yes. Born runners. Always. Let's get it. Go to the map. Ooh. Oh, there is a donkey. You see yourselves there? A very Can small indeed. donkey. It's five foot so that's, a, that's a five foot donkey <laughs> so you find yourself outside this building you can probably see it there to uh, the southwest of you there are a few other buildings around but we are certainly off uh, i would say the main road this is the main road that leads away from this place but there's a few buildings around chimneys are emitting smoke this one is not there appears to be a set of double doors here leading into the building and a set of double gates here leading into the paddock the roof is thatched, and all is quiet. What do you do? Well, gentlemen, does uh, anyone have a suggestion on how we approach here? Do we simply knock? How about we walk up and try the door? That that worked so far. I think I quite like to ride ride a donkey. 
<laughs> Focus, Malachi. Oh, okay. Let's. Uh, <laughs> are we gonna go straight through the front door, or to be risk getting uh, mauled by the uh, by the donkey? Go in the back. <laughs> the donkey doors. won't hurt. Yeah. As you approach the fence, Malachi, the donkey does kind of wander up to you with an expectant look in its eye. Is this like a high? Is this a high fence here? That's a double gate. Yeah, it's it is. High. Yeah. Malachi extends his hand and kind of reaches its nuzzle out, muzzle out, and sniffs. Uh, how's the donkey looking? Looks pretty good condition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well fed. Yeah. Doesn't appear to be starving yeah. or okay. dying. <laughs> Well, it seems that he's in good condition. Maybe we should just try it front door. <laughs> Where we've checked the donkey. <laughs> well, did no, did they leave the, the key door. under the donkey? Malachi starts looking under under and see if you can under the bushes to see if you can find any any keys. Uh, Aaron with his staff out uh, knocks on the door. Aaron knocks on the door. And there is no answer. Oh. <laughs> Malachi goes back out and tries to talk to the donkey. Playing too much Baldur's Gate 3, Chris. You need to cast speak with animals for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Let me have a look. Oh, God. Do you have to speak with animals? I don't spell? have to speak with animals. Oh, God. I want to talk to the donkey so bad. Look, if, if we want to walk back to town so I can get a speak with animals scroll, I'll do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's derail this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally this seems found like it. another... Epsilon guard situation. Yeah, yeah. Get all the way. It turns out the donkey doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah, he only speaks <laughs> abyssal. <laughs> oh god, it's a dire donkey. <laughs> and Malachi comes back to group. Nah, didn't get, didn't get anything from the donkey. Didn't get anything from the donkey. Aaron, didn't you want to try the door? Yeah. What was the? Sorry. What was the name of? The um the woman who we found murdered, Hajak. Hajak, yep. So Aaron, after knocking on the door and there being no response, he turns around and looks at the others and says, I hope we're not too late. I hope what happened to Hajak hasn't happened to him. And he gently tries the door, pushes it. Aaron, you push the door, but it appears to be locked. Oh, it's locked. I may have... A more elegant solution to this than the last door. And <laughs> Wilhelm fumbles around in his in his bag and pulls out a magical um, um, um what's what's the English term for this? Fuck, hold on. Schnorkeluten. A mag some magical <laughs> thieves tools. So lockpicks and other various small pieces. And um so th these are infiltrator tools which basically just give me a plus one on thievery checks to pick locks very nice i've posted the pick a lock thievery check into chat uh oh that's a 38 total 38 a critical success you hear a click within the lock as the tumblers fall and the door becomes unlocked Vem sort of looks around and goes um should I, or does anyone want to go in first, except Malachi? Come in with your Absalom guard thing again, because it's clearly it clearly worked last time. Let's keep that in mind in case this doesn't work. And Wilhelm, as quietly as he can, opens the door just just a bit to check if there's any movement inside, and if he doesn't notice anything, he'll just open it fully. Okay, do you want to roll a stealth check whilst you open it then? 
Yep. All right, go ahead. Uh, secret or open? I'm going to say secret because if there are creatures in there, you would obviously be rolling against their perception DC and uh, you're trying to remain stealthy whilst opening the door. Right. Oh, I just rolled openly. Sorry. It's okay. 33. We'll, we'll roll with it. 33. 33. You feel like you get a pretty good handle on these double doors. And as you peek, you don't appear to see anything or hear anyone. So I will proceed with what you said, which is to open the doors fully. Yep. The doors open and lead to the interior of a dim and drafty stable. There are supplies stacked in the corners. You see a few blacksmith's tools hung on the wall. And most notably, you see an enormous fireplace with an anvil next to it. I was going to very quietly egg on my compatriots inspire courage in them with a really quiet little song that whisper in Wilhelm's ear <laughs> just before we go in not creepy at all before we go in Wilhelm uh, kind of I don't know if I mentioned it um, but he, he's wearing this uh, v- very elegant but still subtly made uh, so not, not very flamboyant cloak which is mechanically a cloak of elven kind mm. which has seen better days but still looks very finely made and he throws over the hood and with that he vanishes as he casts invisibility on himself ah so the cloak of elven kind has an invisibility spell built within it does it right once per day but if i am wearing boots of elven kind as well which i do then I have the spell twice per day. Wow. Okay. So Wilhelm turns invisible. Aaron, you see this happen right in front of you. Aaron casts True Seeing, <gasps> which um, will attempt to counteract any illusion or transmutation magic in the area so I can see things as they truly are. So that will try and counteract Wilhelm's invisibility. It won't <laughs> d- diminish it, So, it, but it just means I can see him. Okay, go ahead and roll that counteract check then. If I click this button, will it do it? Well, let's see. Oh, it's a natural, a natural <laughs> oh. I see you. <laughs> see everything. So, Wilhelm, you place your hood over your head and activate the invisibility. Aaron, with his true seeing, immediately sees you there. Do I see anything else? So I'll step into the room. Do I see anything else? Does that counteract... Rolling over your natural 20. No, it does not. Okay. Stepping a bit further into this um, building, can I roll a perception check to see what I... Do I hear anything? Is there any signs of life in here? You step forwards about 10 feet into this room. You're coming in from the northeast. The far wall is about 50 feet away to the west. Uh, roll perception. Everyone roll perception for me if you're stepping in. Malachi stepped in. Wilhelm Invisible is stepped in next to you. Of course, you can see him. No one else can. Ooh, secret check. Uh, no, What's... secret. No, open is fine for perception. Okay. Aaron, I've got yours. So, Wilhelm and Aaron, uh, Malachi steps in behind you. Lupin, are you just hanging outside the door still? Yeah, Lupin's going to um, lurk outside, just look low-key, just make sure that no one is, is following slash watching. Okay. And Wilhelm and Aaron, as you step in, you don't see anything and you certainly don't hear anything from where you are. 
You notice to the north of these kind of two sets of double doors, these clearly lead back out to the paddock area, but they do appear to be barred from the inside. So something has made that happen. But as you push forwards, what you do see here on the map, so just around the corner from you to the south, is a large wheelbarrow. And its lower half is a complex clockwork-like contraption with a single large metal wheel and a pair of handles affixed with leather straps. And its upper half appears to be a colourful miniature shop with its walls and roof line set with dozens of hinges and latches. At the front of this contraption is a small sign that reads, The Harrow Barrow. It's here. It's here. He must be here. It's the Harrow Barrow. And I move up to it. Three of you roll perception. That's um, Aaron, Wilhelm and Malachi. That's a natural five. Or a <laughs> the 22. Oh, that's a 28 total. Aaron, uh, you, you, you don't see it, but Wilhelm, just as you come around the corner, you see there is a door here located inside the building. A smaller door than the entrances. You're pretty sure that as you came round, there appeared to be light coming in from underneath the door, which now appears to have been extinguished. Aaron, you are now stood in front of the Harrow Barrow. Did Wilhelm notice that Aaron can see him? Um, or did, did Aaron, he, no, Aaron, Aaron make didn't, say any, didn't say anything to you. Um, you know, you would have seen him casting some sort of spell, but he didn't tell you what it did. So uh, Aaron didn't d didn't suspiciously look at Wilhelm as he was invisible or anything. Yeah, because he can see you. So it's whether he, he was behind that. you. All right, all right, okay, okay. So um, then Wilhelm just sort of whispers, "I'm gonna check something out. But could you turn the corner into safety, especially you?" And he, since he doesn't know that you can see him, sort of. Pokes your shoulder, Aaron. Hey, hey, are you talking to me? I, I am. Uh, you know I can see you, right? No, I don't. Uh, That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the others can, but what, what, what are you asking me to do? Turn the corner with Malachi, just in case something springs out from that door over there. There's something in there. Okay. What well, Are you going to go check it out? We'll keep the base covered. All right. And he gently grabs Malachi's shoulders and pushes him toward Aaron. Ah! What was that? That's me. Oh. Sorry. I'm, I, I was being quite <laughs> quite gentle. I don't know why you... I can't see you. They now stood in the larger part of the room where the forge, which is there, is clearly cold. Harrow Barrow is parked outside this door. Wilhelm, invisible, asks Aaron to step away and Malachi is moved. Also, Wilhelm, you are now stood in front of the door inside this building. Ooh, okay. I have an idea. Um, Wilhelm sort of steps right next to the door. In anticipation of someone opening opening it, and uh, only Aaron is seeing this, he turns one of the two rings that he's wearing on, on, on the hand that doesn't have a glove on it. And as he does that, you can see him moving his mouth, but nothing comes out. And you hear from behind the door, like 10 to 15 feet away from him, which would be like at the corner of this, of this room. Mm. You can hear Wilhelm's voice. I am in here with you. Ah! <laughs> you hear a voice scream from inside the room. 
No one opens the door. Go away, please don't hurt me. I'm sorry, it was a stupid prank. And and he opens the door. Wilhelm <laughs> opens the door. Oh, go on, Jason. Lupin will have heard the scream and obviously considering the previous day's events will come rushing into the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I tried to scare the or enemy Or rushing out, into the guys, house, at I'm least. Sorry. Yeah. Lupin comes rushing in and inside, cowering, you see a, a character that looks like this. A tall elven man wearing a regal purple cloak crouched down in the corner of what appears to be a storeroom. Please, please don't hurt me. Please, what do you... Leave me alone. I have got nothing. Please, leave me. I, I, I'm sorry. It was... Who said I thought that? You were, I thought you were hostile. And... and and uh, Wilhelm no! appears appears again as he as he ah! takes off the hood. Witchcraft! I, Witchcraft! I, I, I'm sorry. He I, runs I forward and slams the door shut. <laughs> um, Wilhelm puts his boot between the door and, and the door frame. No! <laughs> What's going on? Listen, What's going on? What listen, I, I, I do not mean any harm. It was it was a stupid If you don't a, mean a any harm, leave me alone, please. And if you don't mean any harm, leave me. We we spoke to Eric Kanesh and to the the other two. Uh, um, yes, Clem, we spoke. Clemeth Falk. Clemeth, Clemeth Falk. Yes, exactly. Why are you here? Tell me. We've been looking for you all over the city. We we have very Why? very urgent news, and we believe you might have answers to some of our questions. Uh, promise you won't kill me. Promise. I swear on my, I swear on my father's grave. Roll diplomacy. That's a 32 total. 32 is enough. Okay, you may enter. Please don't hurt me if you... I'm unarmed. I'm a simple trader. And he reopens the door. We don't mean you any harm. Please, we just want to talk to you. It's a funny way to talk to me, isn't it? You're just storming here. Well, no, it's just... We we were there. We saw what happened to Hajek. What happened to Hajek? Oh Jesus Christ! We've <laughs> let's say we've had <laughs> we've had bad experiences with coming into. We literally had this empty. conversation last night. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we've had some bad experiences coming into random houses and random shops. So we we assumed that we there thought would be you were in danger. Here. I think I am in danger, gentlemen. Your bedside manner is appalling. What happened to Hadjek? What happened? Uh, if, if, oh. I may, if I may, sir, sir, sir. I can't yeah. see you. Oh, let me uh, come out. Uh, let me come D-Ra, out of the yeah, room, yes, please. Yes, Deral, please. Is uh, everyone step back? Is let's uh, let's let Deral come out of the room that only has one entrance and exit. Deral cautiously exits the room and kind of rests his hand on his harrow barrow. Who are you, please? I I'm D-Ral. just a humble merchant, may, you know. I, may I, I may I introduce myself? My name is. Uh, is Lupin Malice. Uh, these are my friends. This is uh, Wilhelm. This is Malachi. And this is Aaron. Please forgive his ashen appearance. I will. I did notice it. It's I'm glad <laughs> you said. Yes, yes. If uh, is, is, I apologize for the for the manner of our introduction, is I'm, I'm sure it was uh, it, it was it was quite a surprise. Um, reason we are. Looking for you is we, we are looking for a man of your very specific knowledge and talents. And as he's speaking, Lupin reaches into his jacket and for the first time, because <laughs> no one else has seen and no one else has asked, Lupin produces his card. 
Remind uh, us, wait, Jason, what is your card? You have a card as well. <laughs> it what? Is, <laughs> it is the Paladin. Ah. Uh, represents righteousness and resolute defense. I fear you might be too late. I also have a card, you see. I have a card of great... Well, you can see my, my shop. I deal in the harrow. I, You do seem slightly familiar. What did you say your name was? Lupin? Yes, Lupin Malice. Oh, do seem slightly familiar. Are you Are you a regular around the Grand Bazaar? I I wouldn't say a regular, but I'm I'm known to the known to the area. He's uh, I, I'm a merchant of some repute myself, and sort of preens slightly and tugs at his his cloak. Goodness uh, me! Well, and he looks to Malachi. Uh, what is it that? Why do you need three accomplices with you to escort one card? The poor old Dral. Well, we've actually got quite a few cards between us. I've got one. We each have one. We were we we we, we woke up with him. I think. Well, I did anyway, and it was a bit weird. I've I've been a bit obsessed with him, really. And when it came to me, it our travels have just come to you. It's all been a bit coincidental, really. And we just want we're a bit thankful that you're you're safe, and it's a bit of an honour to see the Arrow Barrow. You've been talked about loads. Malachi, you look into the room behind him, and you might have noticed this too, Wilhelm. In the room where he was hiding appears to be many, many, many Harrow cards all laid out in various readings, various layouts and structures, maybe the different variations, the regional variations of a Harrow reading are all on the floor. I'm familiar with the Harrow, of course. I'm also familiar with Harrow cards, all of them, but Lupin and what did you say your name was? Malachi? Yep. I also, this card also appeared in my possession. I have traded Harrow and Harrow cards for many years, but this one, this one is different. I also have a card, and it seems to match those that you hold. But as soon as I had it, I've been having terrible visions. I believe that someone was after me, and ever since I found it, I knew it was only a matter of time before they catch up with me. What card is it? I could show you, I guess. Well, I'll be really interested in it if you could, if you could show it. I, I've been obsessed for a while with them, actually. Gen- gentlemen, uh, if I may, is uh, that there is a question that perhaps uh, begs a more urgent concern? Who are they? And as Dral reaches into his satchel, he pulls out a Harrow card. You see the back of it, which clearly matches the one in your possession. As he is doing so, you fail to notice. And here, coming from the door, the double doors that you have just entered come storming into the room with loud, big, booming footsteps and a character that looks like this. Oh, Oh my God. A large tiefling carrying a battle axe and screams out to you, this is not the Absalom guard. And I do not have permission to enter your house, but I do have permission to kill ya. And the curtain comes down. Yeah. Oh no, it's the empty brother. Session six, baby.
You've been listening to Describe Your Kill, The Death of Destiny. Find out more at describeyourkill.com. Thank you to Paizo, Michael Gelfi, Creator Cord, Sirenscape, Kevin McLeod, Foundry and Sigil Services. Get all the links on our website. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. <laughs>